This is Power Athlete Radio. With your hosts, Denny Kaye, Professor Booty, and the Luke Summers. And now, toes forward, hips locked, shoulders set, and retract those scapulas. It's time for some knowledge bombs. Welcome to Power Athlete Radio, episode 53. This is Denny. I'm here with Luke, Callie, and Tex. How you doing, guys? What's up? Incredible. How are you? Uh, I'm amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Excellent. I'm doing okay. Did you guys have a good Easter? Sure, yes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, what did I do on Easter? Well, I had a bachelor party the night before, so I was basically worthless. To because family. that's what God would want, so... <laughs> He has risen. He ha well, sort of. That's all, like, on Facebook and the social media, that's all I kept seeing is he has my, risen. My favorite one was uh, just, like, a little <clears throat> meme of Jesus, and it said, BRB. That was my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, what did, what did you guys do? What did you do, Tex? I had an opportunity to go back to Katie. One of my high school buddies got married. Uh, so flew in Friday, just hung out with my pops, and then Saturday just did the whole, you know, hangout party thing, and then Sunday did the best I could to be a good family member, and then got the hell out of town. So nice, Denny. Yeah. What you what did you do? You know what we? Uh, it was like <laughs> seventy five degrees here in Chicago, and lately it's still been in the fifties. Mm -hmm. So we had one real nice day. Um, that meant outside, playing bags, having a couple drinks. Uh, we were able to go to my wife's sister's house for a little bit, and then my mom lives about an hour north from uh, my wife's sister's, so we piled up in the, in the van, right? Luke, you know the, you know the party van. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we took an hour cruise up north and visited with mom, had a nice dinner, Chowed on some ham, and uh, came back home. It was a full day. It's beautiful. So were, were all the daughters there? All the all daughters were there, and, and cute little seven. dresses. Um, Your daughters, right? You have like seventeen kids, right? At least that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> that I know of. So how do you haul all those children there? Like, do you? I mean, do you get a van and then a trailer behind that, and that trailer has like a hitch behind that? A U-Haul. I I have a stretch Dodge Caravan. Um, <laughs> Twenty. Do people think you're in like human trafficking when you are commuting? Big time, big time. <laughs> but I play it off pretty well. But you know, this van comes equipped with about fifteen car seats, so it uh. It just, I kind of blend right in. Is that standard? <laughs> it's all custom made. It's with all the options. Yeah, yeah. It's custom made. It's got all the options, the the DVD players and stuff like that. So it, it works pretty well. Well, we were at the, uh, the, the CrossFit football seminar in Naperville a couple weeks ago. Uh, we... Luke and Carl and Neil, we all hopped in it and went for lunch. And uh, those guys are pretty impressed. So, 
I didn't want to brag too much because I've seen pictures of the power athlete van. And, you know, I didn't want to compare my van to that van. So I just figured I'd just get, you know, get the coaches in the van and let them decide, you know, which one they thought was better. It's funny, though, that you're using that as, like, your criteria for awesomeness because I'm pretty sure they'd be impressed with virtually anything that is a moving vehicle. Anything that you can pretend like you're drifting in or uh, double clutching. <laughs> Granny ship. Granny ship. Uh, and we don't have a van. It's a rig. It's a rig. Oh, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we had this guy stop stop us at uh, when we were on our way driving to Las Vegas. We stopped at a gas station, and um, we were just getting ready to pull out when this guy approached us in the van and came up to the window, and he goes, what's up? What's Power Athlete? And, uh, you know, we kind of looked down at him, and we, 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 we talked a little bit about the programming and the system, and he's like, oh, yeah? It's a pretty nice rig you got here. And uh, Luke looked at me like he had... Uh, like like something had just dawned on him, and basically we've been doing it all wrong, calling it the van, and we should have been calling it a rig the entire time because apparently when you're badass, that's what you call a vehicle, yeah. your rig. <laughs> I've been calling it a van the whole time. A it's van. Really a rig. It's not a van. It's a rig. Yeah. Anyway. So now was the time that we admit we have no show timeline. Now is the time. <laughs> So we, uh, if anyone's listening to this, which uh, no one is, uh, <laughs> there are three people listening. I uh, we should we should divulge right out the gate that we don't have a, a nece like necessarily like a timeline or our itinerary. There are. But we have a lot to talk about. But we but we do have a lot to talk about. But this this oh we just lost one listener. <laughs> this is gonna meander a little bit. But but I find it shocking that we only have three listeners when I've been on hiatus for like two weeks I feel like maybe it has something to do with it people think I'm no longer on the podcast or something which is which is troubling it would be troubling to me if I were a viewer absolutely so so what do you want to talk about now well how'd you guys do with the what was it the mid mid-atlantic throwdown mid-atlantic affiliate challenge yes affiliate uh, challenge yeah, so we uh, we put that team together. Um, we didn't have a chance to really train together, obviously, since we were representing uh, the East Coast West Coast uh, rivalry. But we 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 bonded uh, over the course of the weekend, and we actually we crushed it. We did pretty well. There were 55 teams in the RX division, and uh, we got 17th, which you nice. know. It's not terrible. It's not great, but um, we definitely held our own for being some of the bigger, stronger athletes. Uh, we We're seventeenth overall, and we napped through two workouts. We napped through two. Yeah, I thought that was the workout, <laughs> so I'd been training exclusively for napping. Um, but yeah, we did we did pretty well. I was I was happy. Um, you know, obviously there's stuff that you look back on that you would change, but uh, the event was really well run. The main thing was to basically get on the East Coast and get some more representation out there. Um, the East Coast is, we do have a pretty good power athlete following, but we're greedy. We want more. Uh, we want more people to know the training system. We want more people coming to the seminars. And so uh, we r reached out to some of the guys that we have out there that were hosting the seminar. Um, so Connor Lynch helped us out. He's hosting the seminar at CrossFit South Arlington, and that's May 10th and 11th, I believe. Yep. And um, we also had Tex meet us up there, talk a little bit about Wade's Wings at the 
booth. And then we also had two of our guys, uh, or we actually had Bobby Goodfellow, who has also attended the CrossFit Football Seminar and is a big proponent for what we do in his own gym. He runs a CrossFit Football class there. So, uh, so yeah, plenty of power athletes to represent. And we had some really good engagement. You know, as per usual, we had a broad jump and vertical jump testing. Yeah, the highest nice. vertical jump. We had the highest vertical jump we've seen with with mine own eyes and at any event that we've been to, which was 44 or 42. Well, 40, 41 and a half. 41 and a half. No, because there was a guy who jumped up and slammed 42 with fingertips over it. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So it's that high school kid. So, Tax, did he? Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Tax. You can tell him there was a guy, I think, that, that we couldn't get the rig high enough, and apparently his fingers went over the last um, target. But where he failed was to replicate. So... It's like cold fusion. We don't know if he really got that 42 inches or not. Well, you only have so much power in it. It's not like we're asking him to, you know, point his toes or something. We're, you yeah, know. but when I was uh, when I was setting up the vert, people were coming in, uh, athletes just to get warmed up because they were in the first heat because I don't think they were doing so well. And a guy did hit 39 inches. So the first guy to jump for the day, and that record stood basically for seven hours until... Uh, the dude from Cro District CrossFit came up and hit 41 and a half. So every day the guy was, or uh, every hour the guy was coming by and saying, "How am I doing? Am I still standing? How am I going?" So it was pretty, it was pretty funny. Who, who was the guy from District? What was his name? It wasn't that uh, the guy uh, who looks what? like Wolverine. It's not Noah, right? No, it wasn't Noah, man. I, I gotta look up his name. I see him at every competition I do with the Mid Atlantic. I, I should know him by now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a pretty it was a pretty good time though. Um, trying to think. Oh, I can tell a, a brief story. Uh, I, I suppose um, you know we competed in our very last event, gave it our all. Uh, it was a pretty epic event too. So some pretty like n neat organization on behalf of uh, Luke Aspie. He kind of put together a pretty cool workout where you start with your entire team and then through the workout you sprint to the end like a hundred meter spot and you end up losing a team member every time you come back to where the barbell movements are going on. So in the very end, I guess this is there are stories within this story, which is that I was the the person that had to com complete the last movements. So my team is down at the end. Just tell the whole workout. Yeah. Really? Yeah we have time. Okay. <laughs> so we start and the first one is fifty fifty uh um overhead, overhead squats. squats between, you know, your whole team, right? And then you Piggyback ride. But the weights are for men, it's what, 135. For ladies, it's 90. 95, right? So then after you complete those, you piggyback to the end. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not doing any of that because I have more work ahead of me, the rest. So we get piggybacked down to the end and we drop off one person, which is this guy Rob on our team. And then we run back together as a team. And the next movement is 40 40. snatches. And the then you add 10 pounds for dudes, or uh, 20 pounds for dudes, 10 pounds for chicks. So it's one. Yeah, so you keep adding weight every time. So then you've got 40 snatches to complete, um, and then you we sprinted to the end, and we come back. Well, we dropped off the, the baggage, which is the two guys on our team, because they have, <laughs> they have you know, zero endurance. So we had to drop them off, so it was just the girls to finish the last two movements, uh, which was 30 uh, cleans, so 30 cleans with, I don't know what we're using, like one... 15 or something. Yeah, 115. Yeah. And then uh, and then we ran to the end. Caroline piggyback ride uh, gave me a piggyback ride to the end. And the lone survivor. The lone survivor, Callie Hinsman. I ran back and I had to do 20 shoulder to overhead with 125. 
and I got to 15 reps, and I remember expressly that Luke Espy got in my face, and he was like, get them all, like that, and uh, I, I just, uh, yeah, he was emotional, and uh, and my arms, and then this thing happened, and my arms stopped working, <laughs> and so I had to put the barbell down, and I ended up uh, getting them, uh, finishing the last five, and then sprinting to the end, but the funny thing is, after you do all that shit, your sprint pretty much looks like you're running in water or or quicksand or slow motion Swampy. or all of those things. You're swamp thing running through water in quicksand in slow motion. So my run is on video somewhere and it looks fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think my feet come off the ground. I'm just like gliding. So so anyway, after that we um we are all celebrating that this is the end and uh <laughs> 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 we're just happy that you know we're like okay that was a valiant effort and uh, go back to the tent and after probably 20 minutes of decompressing I go to reach for my coffee cup which I had been drinking from throughout the day it's a little Starbucks coffee cup um, and I put it to my lips and I take two giant 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 drinks of it like I chug it and as soon as it starts to hit my stomach I realize that it's not coffee and in uh -oh. fact, in fact, it's dip spit. Oh! <laughs> I know immediately. I make eye contact with one Bobby Goodfellow, the perpetrator, the, perpetrator, the perp, uh, and I just I whimper, I whimper his name, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> and then we make eye contact. He turns around. He's like trying to sell a fucking shirt. And he turns around just in time to see me running out the door, nearly projectile vomiting on passersby. Uh, I make it outside the door. I vomit on the side of the building. I decide to go to a different corner of the building where I have a little more privacy. Uh, I vomit over there. And then I go to the bathroom, a family restroom, and I lock it, and I vomit in there some more. Um, the most disappointing part is she ran faster. Right? <laughs> <laughs> in the team competition so, with your teammates. By the time I was able to get my life together and fucking come back inside, I looked like I had been crying and like somebody shot my dog and I looked I looked queasy and people were like, Oh, you're sick because you you worked out so hard and I was like, No, not at all. <laughs> I don't do I don't exercise that hard. But I I did just drink about two ounces of dip spit. So two ounces is Was it winter green? Two big chugs. I'm not kidding. Yeah, what but flavor? Wintergreen, mint. I don't. I would love to talk more about this conversation, <laughs> but the more in detail we get, so John has a similar story that he. I was telling him about this, and he has a similar story. And I swear to God, this is not even a joke. As I was telling him this story, he started to gag, and he had to like get up from his chair. This is like yesterday. I was telling him this story. <laughs> And he he was told me to stop. Like he told me to stop the story because he was literally gagging in front of me. And he he just put his like when I was telling him the story, he just put his head in his hands. And it's the most genuine emotion I've ever seen from John in my life. <laughs> and he was like, Callie, I'm so sorry. So I mean, if you guys have never drank dip spit, I highly recommend it. Oh, Iron Gut Wellborn. Yeah. That, uh, he he couldn't Take handle it. Down. Yeah, taken down by yeah, a so little dip spit. The competition was great. <laughs> Anywho, 
I've so, seen the big monkey shirts. I've seen the big monkey shirts. Those look badass. They are badass. Yeah, we've got a, we got a lot of um, good, I guess, feedback from those shirts. A lot of people wanted to buy them, and I said over my dead body. Yeah, you got got to earn. Yeah, them. you got to earn those shirts. By drinking, by doing this physical challenge, which is drinking dip spit. Apparently, two huge chugs. It's true. To two ounces. It's true. That's that one shot glass. That's freaking gross, man. That's I remember doing that years ago. I don't like know what two ounces is. Fifteen years ago, I I chewed tobacco for a while, and uh, I went to the movies with my older daughter, and uh, at that time she was probably you know ten or eleven, and I don't know what movie we were seeing, maybe like Shrek or something like that, and uh, we were sharing a soda. You know, halfway through the movie, the sodas gone so I start using it as my little spittoon and you know she hadn't grabbed it you know to take a drink she knew it was gone she must have forgot that we had emptied it so I'm not really paying attention she grabs it takes a big chug and uh, ran no. out of the right away into the bathroom and I felt like shit I kind of no. laughed but I felt bad too <laughs> if I swear if I knew that Bobby laughed when I did that I mean, oh, dude, we were laughing so hard. Were you really? Yeah. You fucking assholes. It, you know, it wasn't like I was laughing at her. It right. It was kind of like the, the situation. situation. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's really funny. She didn't think it was that funny, but yeah, that's... Uh, no, it's not. Um, I guess uh, to kind of turn this story around, we are, if you, if you were asking us at the booth or you have seen some of the stuff on social media about the Big Monkey... Program. If you are uh, if you are following our training system, Field Strong, and you are competing, you can always inquire to us about um, you know possibly getting sponsorship. Um, you know, obviously the caveat is that you're following our training system and you believe in what we do, and uh, you know this is an avenue we're interested in going down, <clears throat> just so we can get more disciples out there, kind of showing what we're capable of. Yeah. Yeah, the Field Strong program is awesome. I, I've uh, been following it since day one. Um, I've been recording everything in like my my journal, handwritten. Um, I do, you know, I, I kind of been slacking on getting on the website and kind of posting everything. Mm -hmm. uh, my excuse is I'm on the computer too much, but uh, I love it. I love it. I've adjusted. Yeah. You know, my time to it. It's going to take like two hours, you know, if you want to get it all. But I've noticed just just the stability work alone, I could already tell uh, within a month of that, I can already see the difference in my lifts and the way I feel in the way that I can move my body uh, through space. Um, I can give you an example. The way I do like my handstand walk, um, it's kind of like that the scorpion, you know what I mean? You got your legs are kind of bent. Um, that's how I always was able to do my handstand walking. And now I can kind of like be totally vertical. You know what I mean? My legs are straight up. My torso is locked. I can sit and hold a handstand for maybe 10 seconds, no shit, and then walk. I mean, it's like uh, just the ability to... Like I said, to move through space, well, it's it's a lot easier when you have you can control your trunk. That's exactly it. It's all about control. And anybody who does a handstand walk or handstand, or you're, you're kind of articulating from the shoulders like that. 
it becomes a unilateral movement, right? And if you can stabilize your midsection and avoid that lateral movement from your legs swinging or even from that lumbar curve becoming exaggerated, if you can control with your trunk, which is essentially uh, you know, where a good handstand walk comes from, then you're, you'll definitely feel that application. Um, you know, nothing pains me more than seeing somebody who's doing any movement without control and the Feel Strong program with the accessory work that we've added and kind of diving more in depth with the warm-ups, it addresses all of those factors. So I'm um, glad to hear that that's working for you. Absolutely. And um, I've kind of taken a little bit of that and um, included it in our warm-ups in our general pop class at A3. And I've noticed a difference in just our members there as well. You know, just by taking like some extra time and maybe doing some isometric holds. Yeah. And if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, then obviously maybe you haven't seen the Field Strong program. Now would be the time to do it, you know? Yeah, the, the, uh, the magic is how you cycle all that stuff. And there is, the periodization is such a bastardized term, but... The planning. Yeah, the planning of it. The planning and implementation and building and I'm, I'm pantomiming right now, skill on skill on skill. Hand, overhand, overhand. But, uh, no, it's 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 unbelievable, man. I mean, it just, and what's funny is this is what we do in our training for warm-ups and what we talk about at the seminar as well, and uh, now we're just throwing it out there for for our followers. And, yeah. And Denny, I mean, you are not the first person to say this stuff. Um, yeah, we've had so many good responses, so much good feedback, and uh, also just want to address if anybody is having technical difficulties to please email us. We are trying to tackle those one-on-one -on -one if you are still having issues. Most of it's cleaned up, yeah. um, and Luke's done such an amazing job being pretty on it for anybody who needs immediate attention. I think there's a few little hiccups, but uh, it's only going to get better. It's only going to come more streamlined. So it's mostly on the user side of it. And uh, I guess by the time we post <laughs> this thing. But you have to... It's Which like a, sounds like, isn't everyone a user? Yes. I mean, for somebody who's not technologically savvy like myself, I mean, that's the side that I care about. But you have to clear your browser <laughs> history, clear your cache, and yet it clears it out, and it all just fixes itself. Yeah. It just... It just, you just write it off. <laughs> Jerry. Jerry. You just write it off. But, uh, no, it's good stuff. And you know what the best part is, is in the next, uh, let me think about our timeline here, five weeks. In five weeks, we're going we're gonna to have our first roundtable discussion, which is an interactive. Video conferencing. Yeah, online video conference. And uh, that's going to be a big thing. But it's private, and it's only available to our our top members, our professional members. And then Luke's doing an exclusive webcam that he he's going to keep a webcam in his house. No, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got that wired up. He doesn't know. But that's for premium, premium membership. <laughs> I'm kind of scratching my dogs watching True Detective. I'm reading. Watching True Detective. It's going to be riveting, I'm sure. So, Tex, how was the... Uh the Wade's Army booth at that competition. It was good. Uh, I had Luke SP gave me an opportunity to stand up in front of the crowd when they were kind of building a rig for the next workout. So then we just got to drop Wade's Army on people. I know 
we had a couple guys just randomly wearing the shirts walking around, so I had uh, just a chance to talk to them, see what they were doing, and they were both from CrossFit Syndicate, so then they really expressed, you know, how much Luke Espy has been helping helping promote this thing just within his his walls at the gym, and uh, we I met another woman, her her sister, uh, like her niece had neuroblastoma. And so she told me about this this race in Frederick, Frederick Maryland, a 5K. Uh, it's in June, so I'm going to do some research and see if I can just show up and see what we can do for them to kind of uh, bridge the gap and make this big connection between neuroblastoma uh, nonprofits. Um, so, I mean, it was a good opportunity just to kind of meet people. And then our, the most success we had last year was it was solely on just guys like Luke, Luke Espy or guys that kind of uh, – like Neil and yourself, Denny, they just took the reins within their gym and started to promote it. I know Carl Case did a good job. I mean, they raised 2500 bucks. So it's just one, two, three, or four guys, individuals, and they just take this thing and run with it, and then we just all bring it together and collect for a good cause. So just uh, people... Yeah, that's people, awesome, man. I'm glad. <clears throat> the uh, After the competition, Luke... Luke Summers, since he was on the East Coast, he flew down to Tampa Bay to kind of spend three days in my shoes. Here's the that was, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that, Luke. All right, you wake up at 4.30 in the morning, you go to a parking garage, you do incline sprints for an hour and a half with Ruiz <laughs> telling you how awful you are, and then you walk 300 meters to a pool, you swim 1,500 meters, and then you go into drown proofing where they throw a 45-pound plate on your back, and you're supposed to jump from 12 feet of water up to the surface, take one breath, go back down to the bottom, and then jump. That sounds like so much fun. And then fun. take a breath, and then go back down to the bottom, and you do that for a half hour. That sounds like it's, fun. Yeah, and the next thing you know, it's noon, and... And you usually... You have more hours to go. Yeah, you usually have <laughs> you get a lunch five break. meals. So in SoCal, we wake up at 9... Maybe. We coach a class at 9.30. If we feel like it. You go home at noon. Obviously. You nap. <laughs> you have dinner at 4. And you go to bed. <laughs> so it was, a, it was definitely... And a, we do that Tuesday through Thursday. <laughs> definitely a change of scenery. Uh, that's oh, That sounds intense. I'm a little jealous that I didn't have that experience. No, but but one, one thing I do have to say is, uh, you know, Raph takes his his interns a lot more seriously than we do in the sense of like sitting casually talking. He has a lecture protocol. He puts them through every style of training. If you're training a sprinter or a swimmer or general pop or an NFL player or fighters, yeah, or fighters or, or someone going into selection, like you experience all of those programs within two days. And you do that on repeat every week, every week, every week. And uh, and not only that, you run classes, you clean the gym. Uh, one thing that was pretty cool is Raph changes the whole floor print of his gym. How frequently he texts? Every two every, weeks? Every three weeks. Every three weeks. So he like if your squat racks are against the wall, he just changes that and puts them all against the net. Or like mm-hmm. think about changing your whole gym floor layout every three weeks. And uh, and I asked Tex why, and then he's just like it changes the stimulus, keeps people interested. And that's his whole... That's genius. But that's also his whole philosophy on training is we're doing pull-ups today. We're going to do pull-ups on Friday, but it's different. Something's different. It's like 
or we're doing different pulls so within each it's, rep? It's, it's every set. So say you do three sets of bench press, the expectation is each time you have a different grip. So whether you're going narrow, whether you're going you know, thumb off the smooth, you're going wide, whether you're doing pull-ups, you're doing you know, double fish hook, single fish hook, uh, ISO elevated on a pegboard, every single thing you do is different. So what, let me ask you this though, Tex, just for my own curiosity. What if he had an athlete in there who, you know, I know he works with a lot of athletes who know what they're training for and who have sports-specific goals, but what if the the training looked like the sport, like bench press was, you know, you're working with a power lifter. Do you think he would add as much variation? Um, like what's the application there? The, that, that's a great question. I mean, i got to bring that up. Uh, I know a lot of my focus and question have been with sports-specific, whether it is swimming or a guy with selection. Um, so I've just only observed and noticed how he's changed it for swimmers versus field sports. Yeah, I guess I'd be curious to see if, if he had an athlete just come in off the street who like just generally said, okay, I want to increase my bench press or I want to quote-unquote get stronger. I'd be curious to hear if you know, changing the grip on bench with an amateur athlete, if that's something that he would advocate over traditional bench press, straight sets, you know, with a linear progression, um, or if he would jump into variations on a lift, if that's his, more of his uh, angle, if he feels like that's appropriate for everyone. With, with the assumption, all these athletes that he has, they also have practice. So these sure. swimmers come lift, and then they go swim. The okay. selection guys come in, they train, and then they got to ruck, and then they got to go shoot, and they got to go to do all that. So I imagine that uh, a power lifter would have his powerlifting program, and he would go to RAF because he's looking for the extra thing. He's sure, sure. capable of doing this, so he goes to RAF because he's incapable of doing that. So then RAF sure. would fix that limiting factor or take the approach of fixing the limiting factor, more so than developing a whole program for bench press, squat, yeah, you know, deadlift, yeah. the power lift, sport per se. It'd be tailored to that individual of what exactly is holding him back, not necessarily, you know, just just sing, thinking bench press. Yeah, I guess that, that makes pretty good sense. And I guess if people are seeking out Raf, they know what he's capable of. So um, that's awesome. I'm pretty jealous that you have that experience. I would love to have the same experience. I think Raf would destroy me. He would destroy me emotionally, obviously physically, um, and uh, I, and I look forward to that opportunity. <laughs> well, Tex, how do you, how do you get into the university again? Uh, you you got to hit up hit up Raf himself. I know we can plug his email address, and uh, he's looking for a summer class. And um, I mean, it does, doesn't just take anybody. I was extremely fortunate that I mean he knew. Uh, who I was and, and John and all that good stuff, but I mean, uh, I think six six emails since our podcast number fifty one, and he just uh, you know bat an eye at all those guys because they didn't impress him enough. So yeah, and I mean it's not easy. Luke lived it for three days and he said, uh, "I'm out, I'm done." Yeah, you left it. a day day early to go get drunk. Oh, <laughs> it was a bachelor party text. It wasn't getting drunk. It was for Easter. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it, it's uh, and, and it's a lot of fun. I know we just posted a video today from our morning session, and we did just some crazy 
different variation of the push-up starts, and it all comes, honestly, it all tailors back to athletic position. Can you, um, um, can you just re remind people what that is, if they want to look at it right now, what the website is and what his Facebook page is? Uh, Facebook is just, uh, it's 144.1, and then what you want to look for, all his videos are through the Kinetic Creativity um, Initiative. But he's got those linked up on Facebook. Correct. Yeah, we'll we'll link it up ourselves. But I mean, it's it all comes down to posture and position, athletic position, and then how many different ways can you do that? And I mean, he called Luke and I out through some starts, some sprints, just because Luke and I are built pretty much the same, uh, and we had the same problems and issues of all of our sprint starts. And um, just today, too, too fast, just yeah, almost like too fast. It. Too blurry. He asked Luke to slow down so we could coach him up. Yeah, that sounds about right. Then he would love to see my sprint. <laughs> my upright run. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, but I, honestly, the biggest thing I took away is just that coach's eye, looking for the littlest, the littlest things and things I thought, you know, or I had no idea were doing wrong. And, uh, I mean, all the value comes in the sessions and then watching each other move. So those Tuesday, Thursdays that we're getting up early and getting our ass ass kicked, I mean, that's where the value is. And that drown proofing, holy shit, if you ever had a freaking it's it's life threatening experience. Well, honestly God. And it puts you it puts you in a place that I don't know. You can't get a lot of uh, you can't get that in a weight room. Yeah. A lot of people that's who think training is hard and you're thinking, all right, just focus on your breath, slowly your breathing down. Well, when you're 12 feet deep, you can't focus on your breathing. And honestly, just freaking nerve-wracking experiences, Luke can tell you. And uh, each each freaking swimming pool session, I'm dread I dread it because he finds a new way. It's not just 45-pound plates. Uh, Luke and I had to hold hands in the water, tread, and then pass a snorkel, and that was our only breath. So it's it's freaking what. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. Did it's you guys give each challenge. other like mouth to mouth? I thought no, that's we, we were we were mouth <laughs> snorkel. That's hot. <laughs> yeah, Dude, though, it, it reminds me of uh, what you guys talk about when you're um, when you talk about like the psychology of discomfort, putting you in an uncomfortable place and of course, yeah, right, and seeing if you'll persevere or not, or what you would do. Would you just crumble? Would you rely on your training or, you know, a technique of some sort? You know, what would the only way you would know how you would respond is if you were placed in an environment like that. And uh, I I think that sounds awesome. I'm glad you guys are doing it, not me. <laughs> no, Denny, you and I are next. You you and I are next. We're going to pass snorkels in the pool. We're going to sprint together. We're basically built the same, too, so we probably have all the, <laughs> we probably have all the same issues. Uh, Let's do it. Yeah, pretty much every session I get called out for being a bitch, but, I mean. Yeah. Well, but there is that factor that you are a bitch, so. In the pool. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, well, that's awesome. Well, that's that great. That was great having Raf on. On uh, on the show and and how about Rip, man? Was that a badass show or water? Just the things that the guy was saying, <laughs> the one-liners. Yeah. I didn't know, you know, that was like obviously the only, you know, the, 
how do I want to say it? it was like the first time I've been like on a, a call with him and just hearing you know how he just kind of shoots from the hip you know what I mean and just puts it all out there no bullshit doesn't church anything up and uh, this the one-liners were great who you're talking about rip yeah yeah oh good lord that guy is hysterical. So I listened to it after the fact because I unfortunately I'm so sad that I didn't get to be on that call. But uh, I probably wouldn't have spoken at all anyways because he's just he's such a good talker. And he I do have his phone number and I'm I just want to call him one day because I guarantee you if he picks up we'll just chat for like an hour and a half about nothing and he won't even care who's on the other line <laughs> as long as like we're just chatting. I think we could talk about like you know, a myriad of topics. He sounds like he'd be down with it. He doesn't need to know who I am. But he had some really good one-liners. Like, towards the beginning of the podcast, he talks about how he just, like, he just casually says how he killed three steer the other day. And it was actually five. Nose to asshole. And then he ate a cow from nose to asshole. <laughs> um, and, like, and, like, it wasn't even a joke. It was just so casual. And, uh, yeah, he's he's such a unique guy, and he's humble too in some ways because I appreciated the fact where he he kind of um, you know he, he told John you know you know a little bit more about this subject matter so he'd have John talk, talk about it it wasn't like he was bullshitting on stuff that he you know didn't really have a background in uh, he he was able to refer to John on different things and John deferred to him and so I don't know I, I really I enjoyed that podcast a lot yeah that was fun that was like Total uh, out of the box on that one. I mean, when I went back and listened to it, uh, the audio was kind of shaky. But yeah. what are you going to do? You know yeah. what I mean? You, you got to do what you got to do when you get a man like that on the horn. I, I felt like I was there, you know, on the phone. <laughs> Rip lives in a cinder block mansion. It felt vintage. Yeah, so, so I guess apologies on the uh, audio quality, but the content is... Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, you guys, I have to bounce out of here in a couple minutes, so if I if I ghost out, um, don't be surprised. Well, I mean, I think that's it for the show. Is that it? <laughs> Do we have inquiries? No. Inquiries. Really. Someone yeah. said, what is this thing? So, who this are these people? <laughs> who and, uh, spots are open for May 10th seminar, yes. Yes, there are spots. Yeah, there are spots, but there is capacity... For forty, so you got to get in there quick. They're limited. Mm -hmm. uh, what else? What else do we want to plug? Shamelessly. New York cert this weekend. I'll go to New York for the cert this weekend. Yeah, it'll um, be John and I. I'm flying in early, and I'm training at Brick CrossFit New York at two p.m. New York. And then, if, uh, if you want somebody to talk shit and put you in your place, that's what yeah, I'm good at sure. now, working with Raf. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, where are we at after that? Oh, we're going to regionals. So if you're in uh, the North Central region, go to regionals. Denny's going to be working the booth. You can meet him in person, shake his bare paw. His mitt. The That's only right. person with hands. Only person with hands bigger than Shaquille O'Neal. And, uh, <laughs> and a bed. We're going to be in the Mid Atlantic region, SoCal, and then also in what's Utah? Yeah, Utah Southwest. Southwest. We are all over the place. We're taking over. So please come visit the booth. We'll have apparel at all of those locations. You better get ready to do some sort of feat of strength or possibly uh, test your, your bra jump uh, for some swag. Um, or we'll be doing something athletic at the booth. We are 
always, without a doubt, the party booth. We uh, we bring the drop jams, the long hair, and what else, Luke? Uh, the moxie. Moxie, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, so visit the booth. And then the other thing is we have a L.A. cert coming up as well yeah. in two weeks. So California Not, people get there. Get there. I think that's it. I gotta bounce, um, but uh, it's good talking with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I miss you, Denny. We'll be seeing each other soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Good show. We I miss you too, you. Tex. Oh, hey, Kelly. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll see you guys in hell. All right, see you, peeps. All right, guys. Thanks. Later. Bye.